smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. I am your co-host, Cliff Schechter, along with the other co-host, John Aravosis. Hey, John. Hey, Cliff. Uh, we were lucky enough to have a returning. Well, oh, John doesn't sound like a dick today or anything, does he? No, I, too much convention in my face right now. I'm just having fun. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, we we have a returning champion here today. We do. Uh, former reporter for the AP for the Chicago Tribune, and now a humor columnist, which sounds more fun than being a reporter, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of funny uh, articles you wrote for AP. I'm guessing. Yeah, that was the backslap. In any case, the great Rex Hupke is with us. Hello, Rex. Hey, great to be back with you all. We uh, we thought we'll, we'll get to, to John. We have to do a quick ad, but I, I yep. just so folks know what we're going to talk about. Obviously, night one of, of I don't know, what Jim I, Jones' I is, uh, call it. Yeah. Jim Jones call it. return. Hellfest or? 2020. <laughs> Exactly. The killing fields. Uh, I don't know. That's a terrible joke. Uh, in any case, you know, night one, night one of the awful Republican convention last night. Uh, we could have no one better here than Rex to, to sort of sit here and dissect the, the insanity with. So let's just kick it to John for an ad and then we'll, we'll get going. Excellent. Well, guys. Unfortunately, COVID-19, we're having a lot of fun with the ads lately. <laughs> Unfortunately, COVID-19 infection rates are exploding across the nation. We know it's common sense that everyone wear a face mask. I always love that she gets that. She gets the tense right in that case because she uses At least 89% of us know it's common sense. Well, I'm Go just ahead. saying that I'm glad that the woman who wrote the ad text actually got the subjunctive correct because that drives me crazy. We know it's common sense that everyone wear a face mask. That's where she got it right. And finally, most states have put mask mandates in place. She always says that, and it's not totally true, but that's okay. Face masks are still our best way to protect ourselves, our family, and our community. That's true. But what happens when the mask you thought you were buying is fraudulent or worthless? We're not going to fact check the rest of the ad, Cliff. Don't worry. Say don't fact uh, check your ad. <laughs> the, rest of it, the rest of it's good. Um, the <laughs> FDA has provided a list of authorized respirator mask manufacturers. Finding those masks has been a challenge and verifying their authenticity even harder. Right now, the new dealshop.com has FDA authorized respirator masks with anti-fake authentication on every package to ensure you're getting exactly what you need. These don't laugh rest. This isn't the humor yet. These masks are tested by the NPPTL in the United States and provide greater than 95% filtration. They even been used in the medical community. That would probably be the doctor medical community. I'm guessing the middle of the medical doctor community. Remember, remember Trump with his not just doctors, they were medical doctors. Doctor, medical, <laughs> medical doctors. He says it one point, medical doctors. <laughs> um, right now, if you've seen his doctors, you know why, because let's face it, <laughs> I'm not sure they've been yeah. medical doctors. Right now, these masks are in stock and shipped for free for our listeners when you add the code sexy liberal. And this is the hard part because we really don't know if it's one word or two. Might be one, might be two. Sexy liberal. Go to thenewdealshop.com and order your supply today. That's thenewdealshop.com. Get them and keep yourself, your family, and your community safe. So please, please do. Please. please do. Um, please wear masks. Good and we don't have Plexiderm today, which I'm really bummed because that's our favorite, favorite, favorite ad. And Cliff has raised it to an art form, but alas. I, I do what I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that is, but I will buy it on. We can alone. we I, can I, tell I, you don't know what that is. It'll That's make it. you even sexier than your voice. I was just going to say, please, please. That, that, that was an inside joke saying you you look old because if you knew about plexiderm, your face would look ten times better. But they didn't pay for it today. Free ad right now. Dude, I know. Stop it. Stop it. Give it away for free. I'm giving it away for free. I'm like the Falwells. I'm giving it away for free. Oh God, we've got to add him to the list too. Exactly. Holy shit. Oh my God! I didn't even years come up on the Rex. List. Sorry. 
Yeah. So let's start off. We have to talk about the it. convention. Can we start with Falwell? And the pool boy. Like, uh, sure. I mean, if we Please can't find humor in that, we all just deserve to go. So Jerry <laughs> yes. Falwell. So let's Jerry, Jerry, yes, please. Jerry Falwell Jr., the head of Liberty University, the university started by his father, Jerry Falwell, fire and brimstone. Recent head of Liberty. The fighting bigots. <laughs> total, total. I mean, the fighting bigots, that's right. Homophobic, <laughs> lunatic, right-wing evangelical, bigot from hell, bigot in hell. Um, and his son took over the university when he died. And the son has been having a lot of bimbo eruptions, eruptions lately, including, um, or himbo eruptions in his case, including... Yeah. We talked about this, didn't we, before, where he was recently on his, yeah, yacht, on his yacht. There's nothing more trite than the pool boy. They're really, I mean, at least... Well, the pool boy him. is the piece de resistance that finally got him fired from his job. But right. but before the pool right. boy, we had him on a yacht a couple of weeks ago, sharing an Instagram photo, holding a drink. Of course, liquor is kind of a no-no with these guys, right? So, so the school got very upset. Holding a drink, pulling his shirt up. A woman is next to him wearing like a halter top. Literally, she was out of the Dukes of Hazards. Halter top... <laughs> All the way up to her boobs, right? Yeah. And she's wearing Daisy Dukes, unbuttoned at her waist, and her underwear showing. He unbuttons his underwear, his pants, and his underwear showing, and he's got his arms around her. Which, by the way, not his wife. The first use I found for Donald Trump's bleach, because if I can't get that image oh, yeah. of him with that unbuttoned out of your eyes, oh, yeah. out, of my, <laughs> out of my head, yeah. So he he later explains in an interview that sounded well. I don't drink, so I'm not going to say he sounded drunk. I mean, I don't drink much. I'm not going to say he sounded drunk. I'm just going to say it sounded pretty weird. A late night interview he did with some radio show or something. And he explained that it's my wife's assistant at work. Of course, it wasn't anything weird. And you're going, <laughs> oh, so it wasn't a family friend. It was actually somebody who worked for you guys that you made Nobody her stand next to you. Well, but, but you know what I mean? But also, you're putting your arm around, pulling your shirt up unzipping your pants with your wife's assistant and that's better well it gets better than that right so then there's the pool boy john carlo the pool i, I hate to i don't i'll let you jump in cliff but since this is, has a gay angle i just have to i have to you, so you take over here john so this is john this is your carlo the pool boy several years ago um jerry falwell and his wife jr met John Carlo, the pool boy at a uh, Las Vegas, uh, excuse me, Miami resort or something when they were vacationing. He was 20 at the time. And the Falwells, who looked to be probably around 60, um, really hit it off with the 20 year old random pool boy um, to the point where they became such good friends with the random pool does. boy that they involved him in a multi-million dollar real estate deal to help him as out because he was as, as one does rex yes that's right you know, yeah exactly right? Who, who hasn't i've seen you should the number of hot guys i run into on this when you're partners for potential big deals you you yeah. obviously before you head on over uh yeah. to some of your fun friends who are in finance and real estate you you go straight to boys everybody knows that exactly. well rex i mean uh cliff wouldn't your wife be totally fine if you met some like hot 20 year old pool girl on vacation and you said you know what I want to help her. Here's a multi-million dollar real estate deal. I'm going to get her involved in. Well, your wife would be totally like, "Hey, nothing weird about oh that." Oh my god, totally. I mean, she'd be totally. like, "Yeah, you should hang out with her a lot and <laughs> invest with her, and maybe watch up." Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm giving away. Well, that. so well, yeah, he's giving away the punchline. So the punchline, although I, frankly, our audience probably knows. Falwell comes out yesterday or the day before, whatever, and says, I need to come public because I'm being extorted. There's a young man we met, and he, apparently he had an affair with my wife that I had nothing to do with. He throws that into the story, and we're all going, mm-hmm. why are you mentioning your wife's heterosexual <laughs> affair with a guy? And suddenly you're mentioning, by the way, I didn't sleep with him. And you're going, nobody said you were sleeping with him, but now they are. <laughs> so um, he throws Turned that in. 
and the kid's extorting money from them. I'm sorry. So the final punchline, and then I'm sorry, then I'll throw it to you, Cliff. So the final punchline is the kid comes out with a huge story by Reuters yesterday with evidence suggesting, the kid is saying, that he was sleeping with Falwell's wife while Falwell sat in the corner and enjoyed it watching the whole thing <laughs> repeatedly for years. He has a picture of, uh, according to Reuters, they checked it out, of Falwell's wife. I don't know if you heard this one, Cliff and Brex. A picture of Falwell's wife on FaceTime with him. The wife is totally naked, and Falwell is popping his face through the door from behind, smiling at them. <laughs> because, it's the again, Christian. Like that, that porn <laughs> video that Ted Cruz retweeted. Oh, right, that's right. Exactly. Well, caught by teacher no, or whatever it was. What the was lady's the, uh, popping her head through the door. Yeah. I'm just saying so I mean, take it away, guys. Oh, and the foul will basically resign. No, I'm gonna. I want to let Rex take it away, not me. The no, Rex. So the the, the president <laughs> of the, the the president of Liberty University is effectively living a 1980s porn script. I mean, a that's bisexual really porn script, <laughs> mind you. Yes, exactly. A bisexual porn script. <laughs> it's just I mean, the only it's, thing yeah. he forgot to do was invite over the pizza guy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, the, but, but I mean, kind yeah. of, the pool. What the was that? Che- remember that Cheech and. Sorry, but you remember the Cheech and Chong joke? And here's your pizza. Yeah. And here's your pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> it was big in the seventies with Cheech and Chong. The, yeah. You did? Did you grow up with that, or were you too young? The, I no. Yeah, I, I love Cheech and Chong. Oh God, yeah, yeah Cliff. The, they were early seventies. You might have been a tad young, Cliff, about one years well, old. I've watched. Them. I don't remember that. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was we great. Were gonna keep cutting Rex off. You let Rex, <laughs> Rex spread his wings. No, this is a. This is oh. too. Uh, I mean, honestly, the the the. The writing is lazy on this one with the pool boy angle. I mean, it's just really. Uh, <laughs> no one's, no one's going to believe little, that one. Yeah, you're going to come up with something a little more clever, I think. But uh, it's good. You know, you you love you love to see uh, uh, self righteous uh, assholes like this. You know, uh, get kind of hoisted on their own petard or whatever you want to call it. The uh, their own pool and, boy. and you know you can see this you can see this coming a mile away too. And, and I I mean really the the Sorry. the outside you know I, like I don't care what. Whatever uh, Mr. and Mrs. Falwell are are into, that's their business. I don't really care about that. But I thought one of the most interesting things about this was the, you know, the timing of of, of Michael Cohen, Trump's attorney, getting oh yeah scandalous photos, and then here along comes big evangelical dude uh, Falwell, surprisingly endorsing Trump. Who's well, tell wait, tell tell people more about what the what the Cohen story was with that. Michael Cohen, right, his so attorney, who's in jail now, right? Right. Jailed attorney Michael Cohen. <laughs> one of the many, one of the, you should just not say yeah. jail. I don't that doesn't, jailed, you know, right. Does that narrow it down? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's far too It bad. actually narrows not, it down if you say not jailed not Trump jailed, staffer. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Unincarcerated <laughs> Trump aide or lawyer. Um, but yeah, he, no, he, so the, I mean, the, the Falwell endorsement was huge for Trump, uh, bringing evangelicals into the fold with a guy who, is you know clearly one of the most immoral people on the planet uh and it happened but in uh, a good way yeah right right we found out you know after the fact that cohen had been helping him with uh salacious photos that were apparently out there involving his wife uh and so what we can now see pretty clearly and my guess is michael cohen's book whenever that nonsense comes out he'll probably produce some kind of evidence or something of this but you know, it seems like they they leverage that to get uh, Falwell to back Trump, and and so it just adds another layer of slime to the to the whole. I think the word you're looking for is extortion, another layer of lube. Maybe well, I don't know, sure. but um, criminality. Slime. You guys are mixing all the sex jokes here, by the way. 
Yeah. <laughs> Again, with totally. all the disgusting, all the stuff that they've done, you know, with, that Trump's done that just – where you just realize what an absolute criminal he is. This just fits right in, you know, the whole mob sort of behavior, which is like he, he sent Cohn out there, and I wonder who else we'll find out about too. And Cohn oh, yeah. had, the, had the information on him and I'm sure threatened to, to release it. Yeah. I mean, throughout this whole, I mean, there've been so many examples of, of people throughout hmm. this whole thing who have done these bizarre pivots from like, the, you know, Ted Cruz, uh, Lindsey Graham, people who have done right. these bizarre pivots. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're right about that. Trump yeah. To, to absolutely pledging undying fealty to him. And, and I'm sorry, but it just doesn't, you know, that pool boy gets that around. What can I say? Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean other, other other make you ask more questions about about what who else they may have threatened along. You're right, because too many, you know, and and obviously we've we've assumed some of them are are Vladimir Putin inspired, but who knows, right? Mm-hmm. They could be Trump's people. Could I mean they're all the same almost at this point? So yeah, right. um, yeah. So so that's um. You know, when you send your kids to Liberty University to get a great <laughs> education in Christianity, um, you, you get something a little different. You, you oh, yeah. well, they, they don't even let, like, like they're only allowed to three like, for the price of two. For, you get Cliff. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> they're only. I think the students on campus are, along with a myriad other like just loony rules that they have to follow. They, I think they're only allowed to hug for like three seconds, or they have some kind of weird hugging rule. Uh, they can't do can, either. Either. It's like the town yeah. in Footloose. Right. But you, yeah, watch, yeah, exactly. you can watch people hug exactly. for longer, though I yeah. understand. Yes, there's a yeah, there's a. As long as you're sitting in the corner watching, it's okay. You have to go I just deep want, into the. I just want to drive Kevin Bacon to that campus and play that music oh. from that scene <laughs> where he freaks out and like he's smoking yeah. and chugging beer and like throwing it down and because he has to dance and he starts dancing and like flipping and, and I just want him to do that. He probably can't do that. Anymore. Did you see somebody? Somebody tweeted last night because I think if maybe I asked you, we were asking if. Uh, if Falwell had been you know, projected to program to speak at Trump's convention this week as a nice segue here to the convention. And I think I asked it or something and somebody wrote back and they said, no, he's not speaking. What they decided to do was the wife and the pool boy are going to speak and he's just going to watch. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was that was really that was very good. Was yeah, there been there were some. Really if you did have a slot there, they'd be like, "Sorry, we've had we've had two slots open up this week. One because Steve Bannon's gone to prison, and the other because of a pool boy, and and, and that would almost be like as be- your best encapsulation of the modern Republican Party, right there. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. So Standing let's, around watching let's pivot to some... the convention, Cliff. Where do we where do we begin with the first night that was insane? Any ideas, Rex? Anybody you'd like it, to start with? It's got to be uh, Guilfoyle. The uh, the her the Donald. What do you mean, Guilfoyle? <laughs> I am America's awesome. I think there oh, is a you, did, cocaine did, shortage globally today hey, due to the Donald hey, Trump Jr. and the, watch it. The, I lectured uh, Cliff about. I lectured, I lectured Cliff about this. We are not going to surmise anything <laughs> illegal by anybody. What what right. we can do, my legal opinion as a lawyer, I'm. I believe, is say that there were a hell of a lot of people on Twitter last night talking about cocaine. I will yeah, say that's that. A, I, I think it's still, but, I think the number one trending topic is still It was weird. It was a pending so, topic. Right. That whatever have, the reasoning, it may just yes. be a hell of a lot of inspiration naturally. It could whatever have been weird yeah. and a histamine. Donald too, Trump guess, Jr. and Kimberly Guilfoyle literally were, were like, they were like the Hulk. Man. Insane. 
Yeah, hatred were, can, can can be a powerful. Uh, well, like, he was true. He was form of speed. I, did you actually? I don't, know, Cliff. Did you, you notice like when he was? He was. I did a video first when he was speaking live because his hands kept moving, but literally it was like left hand three four times, right hand three four times, both hands three four times, and he'd go back and forth for five minutes and i kept going back and forth with my camera because i was like this is insane then i noticed his eyes were red uh people thought they were dilated i couldn't tell on my tv but they were red squinty and watering like mm-hmm. just wet wet yeah. like he had cried like he had just Not cried or something the other guys <laughs> who do the you know the lincoln project gets a lot of kind of play but the other guys hmm. who've kind of gone a little bit viral doing these kinds of videos Midas touch if you've seen oh, yeah them. yeah they're very good yeah got a video up right now that intersperses kimberly Guilfoyle and donald trump jr talking with like people rolling cocaine and and oh, they did not, did they? Opening, oh god <laughs> oh god. well no actually they say who, they share the video and they say who did this so maybe technically they didn't but they're sharing the video and, it, and, yeah. and maybe they're being sarcastic and they did it i don't yeah. know but it was it, it has them and it shows uh, yeah. it shows like it, it gets into the chemical it shows chemical reactions and eyes dilating and you know the whole deal. <laughs> you know, case, what, they were there were some yeah. freaky mofos up there for whatever yeah. whatever it was that whatever their poison or non-poison was maybe they just are excited people oh um, well they're the, way, the weirdest thing somebody and i I'll give credit to somebody unknown because I wasn't the one who discovered this, so to speak. But somebody mentioned last night and said, by the way, I just had my coffee. So now I'm going to be like Gilfoyle and Don Jr. here. Um, Somebody said last night, though, all the Trump and company had criticized the Democrats because most of our stuff was taped last week. And then the Mm -hmm. guru in California was pulling all the pieces together into one long show. They criticized us and said, oh, it was fake and you're lazy and you're hiding. Ours is going to be live. There was only like one or two things that were live last night. Trump, I believe. In the yeah. That was it. Everything was recorded. Don right. Jr. and Guilfoyle, those crazy ass speeches that were out of control. Those were the recorded best version they could get. That's what was so <laughs> creepy. That's about what's it. crazy. Especially Guilfoyle. Like the, 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 the crescendo of Guilfoyle's, uh, oh. you know, howling at the end of, you know, why is it America? Did, did you see you know, what and, people are trying stops. to trend on? Did you, like so the people no, are trying to trend on Twitter. Shannon is watched past it. Guilfoyle yeah. challenge. No, it's so weird at the end because there's no audience. There's no so she's just. Scre- I mean, that's kind of a. Yeah. It's emblematic of the Republican Party. They're just sort of screaming. Screaming in an board. empty room. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so weird. And it was well, no. Just, somebody. This uh, black guy. I don't know where. Fabulous yeah, video. This, yeah. Uh, yeah, did a video. He does the standing, challenge. He does the Guilfoyle challenge, and he did a hashtag. And he's standing on a street corner, yelling the last ten seconds of her speech. By and it's hysterical because it's this big, burly black guy. It's actually it's akin to uh, Sarah Cooper doing Trump, because you've got like the yeah. race difference, you've got everything, the gender difference. It's hysterical, and he's got his arms out like a Vita screaming. And then they pan to his friends who are in the cars, looking at him like, "What the." are you doing <laughs> and they want other people now to do videos screaming the last 10 seconds of her speech and tweeting them if i could do it without freaking out the neighbors i would so fucking do that <laughs> we have to we have to cliff try to find a room no, and do it i'm gonna West, try i might get arrested for doing well that. i'm afraid the neighbors are gonna go we heard screaming and go it was just me channeling my guilfoyle <laughs> she was, was insane the- <laughs> yeah Sorry, right. I was at go the on. 20. We should, yeah, so we should be like guilfoiling. It should become like yeah, a there thing. you go. Guilfoiling. Guilfoiling. I was at the 2016 uh, GOP convention when uh, Rudy Ooh. Giuliani had his s- similar meltdown oh where he God. screamed. I think I forget it was something like you know what has happened to my America, you know, and it was so honestly 
It was one of the weirdest things I've ever witnessed in my life until right. last night, which was now the new weirdest thing. <laughs> like just watching right. her again. And it was, it was, I mean, the, at least with the Giuliani thing, he was in front of a crowd that was equally uh, just off their rocker. But, right. but with her, it was just, how do you get that amped up in front of nobody? I mean, and it also just added this layer of, uh, of fakeness to the, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we know that this yeah. nonsense that they're spouting is is pure nonsense. We know they're all grifters and this is just all a con and and seeing it in that format revealed it to be even more like that. You know, it was like watching an audition tape or for something, yeah. you know, for part the part of, you know, uh like insane person in in pool boy porn movie or something. I mean, it was just crazy. It was absolutely crazy and it had this artifice Maybe that, that I thought was really for, revealing. Paul uh, Wells next movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's hard to to say much, you know. Like when you you have the open invites, it's to you know the 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 dude who who got in the Native American uh, guy's face from the school actually across the bridge from me here in Covington. Oh yeah, Nick. Nick, you know, who's what's it? Yeah, you know, Sandman. He's when he's invited to speak. When that crazy couple who are fucking lunatics, the McCloskeys from St. Louis, who apparently sue everybody. Fight with their neighbors. One of their neighbors, who's a rabbi, wrote a wrote a whole response. I was starting to read it about what anti semites they are. They 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 went. They sued somebody over over. Um, I think a class was or somebody was doing something that was sort of pro LGBTQ in their neighborhood. They sued them for. I mean, they're they're bigots and crazy people. And like that's the that is the only requirement now. It seems like the entire Republican Party is, is like one giant id of like, can we own the libs and make money by, yeah. by conning people? And that seems to be like that, the only things left. And that's what's bizarre right now, really, I mean, is that, you know, the point of a convention is generally to broaden your appeal. Uh, and after day one, at least, there doesn't appear to be even a remote attempt to do that. I mean, to, to watch what happened yesterday. Uh, and there were moments of, of you know, not entirely nutso when you had uh, uh, some people, you know, a few people speaking. But by and large, watching that yesterday, if you don't exist within that bubble of, of paranoia and white aggrievement, it's like watching a, a circus. I mean, it's just absolutely bizarro world. So, I, you know, I don't I, they, they're just so fully enthralled to Trump and, and, and they're so invested in that. And it's just make or break. And, and it's. Boy, is it weird. I mean, it is really, really weird. I you thought the Democrats... You know, who you promote as, like, role models is so influential. I mean, the Republican Party began this shift when they started, obviously, you know, the Southern strategy, and they started bringing out and out sort of Southern Democratic racists over to their party, which mm -hmm. sent a very clear message about what they were trying to become. And it started, you know, and it's the same thing. It's like when you reach it out into sort of just the, the worst among us and decide anybody who's gone viral for being a terrible human being is who, let me read, if you don't mind, let me read this to you because this is the, this is only one of many things these people have done, these wonderful McCloskey people. But Rabbi Susan Talv, who lives, who's one of their next door neighbors. And when she got so upset, when she heard that they were invited to speak at the mansion, she decided to come forward and write a piece. Here's a quote from it. Um, uh, the McCloskeys are Tal's neighbors. Their property's northern wall abuts the property of St. Louis's Jewish Central Reform Congregation, where, Salve, where Talv is the rabbi. In 2013, the synagogue placed beehives along the wall to produce honey for Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. God. One morning, they found the hives destroyed and all the bees dead. Mark McCloskey had taken an axe or sledgehammer to them. 
his issue, the fence between them sat six inches inside the McCloskey's property line, so the hives were his to wreck. These are the kinds of people we're talking about. Staggering. I mean, just, just so you know. yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, that, and you're right. I mean, it's amplifying, you said it, the worst, the worst voices among us. And I, and I just don't, I mean, the, I, you know, it's not like I've been a huge fan of the Republican Party for uh, any particular amount of time at all. But the, the slide, I mean, you know, going from, uh, you know, from 2016 to now, well, you know, from the campaign of 20 for the 2016 election to now, I mean, the slide into just rabid indecency is, is staggering for a, for a major political party. I mean, they've just become, you know, with the QAnon stuff now, and it's all just become uh, just garble blarble. I mean, you know, like there's no uh, there's no clear thinking. There's no attempts at decency. It's just all angry and uh, dishonest. And, and, you know, and really, I mean, you can tell, too, from last night that they're they're basically pegging Trump's reelection around the whole idea of like violence in cities, you know, socialist, yada, yada. And they're saying all of this stuff about things that are happening under Trump's presidency, which is so bizarre to me. I mean, it's just like, but, and yet, you know, effective too, because unfortunately you've got, this is, I mean, that's, it's become a cult really. I mean, you've got people who cannot be reasoned with. No, they can't. I mean, it's, it's, it's only, the only question is sort of the percent of them, um, you know, and you can see it in sort of the Republican Party. The majority of the Republican Party now thinks that Trump's done a good job handling the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, which is come on. Yeah, they had it. They hit clip. They had it. Like it's one thing to not when when people manipulate. So you're you know you maybe you're a rural white person, let's say, and you rarely have ever have met anybody African American. Right. So they're able to manipulate you in a way, Fox News and Trump and all of them, that gets you to hate people you don't know because they're telling you lies and, and you believe them for what, any number of reasons. I'm not going to go into ripping them apart. I'm just going to say what they do. But here you have something that literally is gripping the country. And not everybody may know someone who's died or who has it, but I really think at this point, very few people don't know of stories in their area. 25% of what, coronavirus or which? 25, there was a pullout today. Cliff, there's a pullout today. 25% of Americans know somebody who got it. Um, and I don't know about, shoot, they'd something about deaths and I don't know how many uh, knew how many died, but at least there's, you know, there's more of a connection now. Actually, no, right. a large number, a large number knew yeah. somebody like if somebody at your church or synagogue, if somebody at your school, somebody at your country club, if somebody at your whatever got it, so they have to shut the place down. Right. What I mean is there are stories. I'd love to see that survey and see how many people have had something like that happen so that a story locally of somebody who they know exists, it's happened. They may not know them personally, but they know the person exists and they know things had to be done. And you would think that would get them to understand more of the reality of this, but it yeah. just, it's like with certain people, it cannot seem to penetrate. It's, it's incredible. Or at least not penetrate in the way Jerry Falwell does. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> oh he just, he watches, he doesn't penetrate. Oh, oh. oh the, um, the, uh, shoot, I forgot what I was going to say about this. That's going to be uh, the gift that keeps on giving. No. Oh, there was a, actually the onion has a great, the onion has a great post out. They've got Tim Scott, who's the uh, African-American Senator, Republican Senator from what is he, South Carolina, I guess. I believe so. Um, yeah. And the onion story says RNC for Republican national committee or Republican, uh, uh, not national committee, the convention, the, the Republican convention audience chilled 
by Tim Scott's ominous story of black man who rose to position of power. <laughs> it <showed me. laughs> but it's, it's, just, it's fucking perfect because exactly he's saying like, I, as a young black man, could grow up in this country and have a position of power in the Republican Party. And there's, they're going, you know, Emma, get the gun. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't know black men could run to positions of power in our party. I thought that was the you other guy. <laughs> you just remind me of that. They need to get Steve uh, Martin out there. Sitting there in his homeless guy out, get up with a with a with booze and be like, "I was born a young black man." Anybody <laughs> ever seen the joke? Of course. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born like, a young black child. Yeah. I, I don't really. I just I, I don't understand Tim Scott and don't think I ever can because no. I just think there are people no. here who you know like I don't believe John. You probably can understand Rick Grinnell very well. Um, well, and, I kind of do because I've known a lot of fucked up gay people over the years, ironically. But that's why I never weigh in on the black thing because I don't want to go there. But sure. I do know what it's like to have minorities be self-hating. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of them among in, and I can in gay land. Again, like, you I get hesitate. really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I hesitate to, to ever speak for anybody who's Jewish because I'm only oh. Jewish in name. I'm, I'm a gyno. I haven't been religious, you know, I haven't been in a temple in years. So, but, but even if you look at those type, a lot of Jews are very, you know, I guess are very secular to the point of almost not being at this point religious in any way. And so when I hear people like, when I see people like Ari Fleischer, you know, and people like that, that's the reaction. That's, it's like the reaction I have. I'm like, what, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, like, it's the only, like, are you, do you, do you loathe yourself? Do you understand that like all these people are with the minute you walk out of the room, do you know what they're saying? Apparently yeah, not. It's a, or he yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. No, I, uh, I can't. And you're right. I don't, I mean, I, I, I try to stick to my, um, you know, to my lane on things uh, that I can and cannot understand fully, but yeah, that uh, I, I don't get it. That's for sure. Uh, and, and I mean, Tim yeah, Scott growing up as an African-American man, I think he grew up in South Carolina, right? Or I mean, I don't know if he moved there. I don't know his whole story, but if he grew up in South Carolina, there's just simply no way he could have not encountered acts of racism. So, oh, I mean, really almost God, anywhere. He must have. Yeah. Particularly in South Carolina. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the home, you know, one of the two sort of three states that were almost the center of the Confederacy. Like, there's just no way he couldn't have just run into it again and again as a man who had to put Strom Thurmond as, as a senator for years. I mean, I don't, Tim Scott's what, in his 50s, 60s? I don't know. Something like that, right? 40s? Uh, I yeah. have no idea, but he was alive for Strom Thurmond. Like, yeah, he's like a 50, state writer in 1948. 53, 54, yeah. Yeah, so, so he should know the story. Of born, in South Car- born in South Carolina. There you go. Why did Strom yeah. Thurmond switch parties? You know, yeah. what was it over? Right, wow. the Civil Rights Act. I mean, you can't not know that. And, and, and he, on a personal level, I can't even imagine the racism that he put up with. He's he's of an age where he was, you know, he was post desegregation, but still, like, what must have been said to him, done to him? Oh, and yet, like, he was a child in the late sixties and the early seventies, Cliff. That I mean, hello. That's from <laughs> right in the South. Well, I think you also have to, I I mean, it's, it's also pretty transparently obvious uh, and was in the convention and, you know, some of the things that were said in the, specifically in the convention last night that, you know, they are not trying to, uh, they're, 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 they're trying to temper down the belief that Trump is racist and that if you support him, you're racist, 
which is true. Uh, but they're trying to tamp that down. And they're having people like Tim Scott, Herschel Walker specifically. Yeah, said, you know, Herschel Walker specifically spoke about his like, you know, 20, 30 year friendship with Trump and said, well, that is not the person I know. And, stuff. and look, that's fine. You know, I mean, again, I'm not whatever. I'm not judging. But you can I mean, you can tell look at their actions, not their words as far as as, as Trump, especially and, and the Republican Party in general, in terms of what they have done their condemnation of Black Lives Matter as a Marxist, blah, 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 whatever, you know, they clearly do not have the best interests of African Americans in this country uh, in mind. And so what is what they're trying to do is lay out an excuse so white people can feel better about supporting uh, a racist like Trump. That's what they always do with this. It is always it has been a, a trick they've been doing for years where basically they're trying at one time we called it the soccer moms. Trump calls them suburban housewives, but they're trying yeah. to convince voters potentially in the middle that, oh, see, they were sucking up to black people. They're not really racist and right. all bad that everybody says. I they must be okay. Back. It's suburban white women yeah. who are like put off by that. But right. the mm-hmm. problem is that suburban white women at this point, college educated men are put off not just by that, but about that and 10,000 other things. And I don't think just Tim Scott and Herschel Walker against all other evidence, you know, when they're saying, do you want your suburbs to become a slum? And you're like, oh, really? I don't understand. What is it you're implying? You know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Herschel Walker, you know, all I'll say about Herschel Walker is in terms of his self-awareness is maybe what he doesn't get is that the thing that's driven Trump forever, the two things, Hmm. you know, three things. How about that? Power, fame and money. Right. The only things that matter in this guy's life right. and then their interaction with each other. And Herschel Walker, a long fucking time ago at this point, Jesus Christ, I haven't heard his name in 20 years plus. But, you know, in what, early 90s was was like one of the best football players out there. Right. And one of the best running uh-huh. backs. And it was a big deal. So to Trump being friends with Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker wasn't black to him. Herschel Walker was a celebrity. Celebrity Trump's black. You know, and and that's all it is. You think you think Don, Donald Trump goes around, you know, befriending a, uh, average African Americans out there who aren't wealthy celebrities? You know, like he doesn't like, go out and befriend average white people, for that matter. I mean, he doesn't that, like it's true. All he cares about is people that can help him in one way or the other, or you know, amp- amplify his brand, or or you know, praise him. That's really all that matters. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. I mean, uh, I mean, whatever. Take Herschel Walker for what he is, um, which is, you know, Donald Trump's been nice to him. It's still a question of do you have eyes and ears and can you, you know, see are you a sentient being who can view all the things he's done and said out there? Uh, you know, and then and Tim Scott, the same thing. And, and you know, it's, it's a show and I I don't think it will work. But I'll, I'll, I'll say that I don't think I think they've done enough things. The, the thing about the Republican Party is that's that's usually, you know, they're usually dangerous in a different way, which is they're usually dangerous in a way where they're smart enough to hide what they think behind mm-hmm. the Trump. Yeah. And this greasy, this oligenous, uh, you know, like the one that the person comes to mind is is Mike Pence. Oh, my God, he's ingratiating. He's, I mean, he's, he's literally yeah. gross yeah. in terms of, of, of his, his sycophancy. But, yeah. you know, he, he, if you say race, oh, my God, of course we're not racist and we believe in equality. My gosh, all. my gosh, Cliff. <laughs> right, he'll, exactly. <laughs> not my God, my gosh. Golly, gee whiz, we're, you know, yeah. and 
he'll, he'll do the same thing. I'm sure he'll say if you ask him if he's anti-gay, which of course he is, and has made has been a virulent anti-gay voice for years. You'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, look, we believe all are created in God's image and have tolerance. Yeah. He'll he'll give you some greasy bullshit to you know. Whereas yeah. Trump is too stupid to do that or too aggrieved to do that, so he just comes right out and says it. Right. You know, and yeah. in that way. You know, it's beneficial because it's really going to be the, all this bullshit at this convention is going to be really hard to cover up when Trump inevitably says, after the memory of this convention is gone, says 50 different unbelievably racist things in the next two months. Yeah, and months. he will because, I mean, you can sense uh, the desperation in him these days, I think. I mean, he's always yeah. been uh, a loose cannon, obviously, and 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 more likely to, you know, uh step on you know the thing the the like positive things that his uh handlers try to put out and he comes right out and steps on them that's always been the case but but there's i mean he's he knows he is aware i think of hmm. of the way things are going which is why he's amped up the you know the 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 screwing with the postal service and and, and talking about voter mail fraud like crazy and all this stuff i mean he you know so i think his desperation will only increase his just sort of savageness you know like that that just uh, soulless uh, uh comments that he makes and 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 you know complete lack of of any kind of reasonable thinking on on matters and he'll just say dumb crap and uh so yeah i if there is any good done in this convention which after night one i would say the only good is is cementing a base that's already you know, lost their damn minds. <laughs> if there's well, anything yeah. else, but I mean, Cliff, then he'll, he'll undo yeah. any good that's done. Okay, let me ask Cliff, since you're kind of our election expert, I like to think, um, maybe you like to think so too. Uh, a number of Republicans, including Matt Lewis, have been, I think not, not Matt Lewis, Matt, uh, is it Lewis? I forget his name. The Republican is it writer. The writer for the Daily Beast and other places. Yeah. Is it yeah, Matt Lewis? Matt. Yeah. Matt, and who, who, can often be very good. He's he's not the time and full of shit. Correct. Sometimes he's full of shit, but he's not a Trump lover. Um, And he was saying this morning, as some others have been saying that, you know, you all don't get it. This is about, you know, this is about sucking up to the base. And they did exactly what they needed to do in terms of sucking up to the base. My question for you, Cliff, is, and this is sort of the question for the Democratic Convention, too. That that age old question of do you need to suck up to the base or do you need to suck up to the middle? Right. Which which that, one is it? That makes no sense. And, is, is, I mean, tell us like, at least for Republicans. Okay, yeah. so I'll say this: whether you know, tra- in, with traditional parties and the Republicans are becoming less and less of a traditional party. Right. In all seriousness, from a more political science academic kind of point of view, they're becoming less and less of a political party. With you know, of coalitions trying to work on a common agenda, they don't even have a damn. Uh, platform this time because their platform is whatever Donald Trump spits up any night, right. you know. So they're they're becoming much more, much closer to something much darker than a political party if they're not already there. Um, but in the past, as traditional political parties do, it's during the primaries when you reach out to your base, and during the general election, you, having solidified your base theoretically, you reach out to the middle. I don't think I'm saying anything that most people who follow politics don't know. So I don't know what Matt, I mean, again, this is where I think Matt Lewis, some of the time, like you see some of the time he, he, he takes a critical sort of pen to Trump. And then some of the time you still see that white guy, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, cluelessness and almost grievance coming out of Matt Lewis that, that makes me hesitant to, to, to read his stuff regularly because he pisses me off, you know? Um, and, and this is an example of that, like, 
I don't believe, I don't, if he honestly thinks what he said, then I, I lose respect for him as somebody who understands mm-hmm. politics. And if he didn't, then he's a fine, then he's just lying. <laughs> and so I don't know either way that it's good because no, that's not what a convention is for. A convention is not, it's not about your base. A convention is all about reaching out and convincing people in the in broad swaths of the country who are theoretically back in the day when there were a whole ton of swing voters, right? A lot of Republicans who still voted Democratic and Democratic who still voted Republican. That, you know, that there's less of that these days, but there's still enough. And there's enough people who are independents and, and whatever. And like, so I don't know what, you know, if you're quoting him accurately, John, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But a number of that's people have been saying that. I thought, I thought it was Matt, but a number have as well. They said, no, Trump wanted to get out his base and that's what he did. But I feel like I they're already revved up. Who literally attacked people in Lafayette Park who were innocently protesting, who, who you know, has, has spent so much of his time hurling insults and racist comments and all that kind of thing, who gave his tax cuts to his to the richest people who fund his campaign. Like, why would that guy need to reach out to his base? Right. That's all he's done since he's been you in know, office. It's all tending to his base. You know, there is a, there is a one possibility, and I don't know if this is accurate. Mm-hmm. This is purely speculation on my part, but informed slightly by you know, watching a lot of the polling data and stuff that's been coming out, it could be that, you know, because it's Biden uh, and not mm-hmm. Bernie, for example, right. uh, he Biden is more palatable to some people, I, not part of the key Trump base, but certainly to the part to parts of of the Trump voters who actually managed to get him into office. And so and you're seeing such significant swings in suburban voters and uh, that sort of thing towards Biden, even seeing swings among older voters, which is really uh, surprising. Um, so maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe they realize, OK, before we can even think about <laughs> trying to swing towards anybody in the middle, we got to first like pull back and scare the shit out of some of these uh, people that helped us the last time. I don't know. I've, that's uh, like I said, utter speculation. But because it, it it makes absolutely from a political standpoint, what they're doing makes absolutely zero sense. It's, again, especially, you know, I mean, if you look at the polling, you would think that they want to try to lurch to the middle a little bit and try to attract some not entirely bonkers people. But they may it may be that they they are even losing some of the marginally bonkers people and, and have to get them back first. I, I don't know. Well, Richard Spencer did endorse Joe Biden. <laughs> no, he did. Yeah, swear to God, he did. No, he did. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they, out they, here. They a, yeah, they released a statement. He, from his account, it. endorsed yeah. Joe Biden, and Biden's people immediately rejected it and said, "We don't want your endorsement." Blah blah blah. Right. But he did. He's the yeah. like white supremacist, et cetera, guy. Yeah, yeah he's been he's been sad. I, I think I think Trump hasn't been racist enough. Mag so alt right moment is over. I'm gonna yeah. say we're backing Biden. After distancing himself from Trump, okay, in a series of tweets, the MAGA right, alt-right movement is over. I made mistakes. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. Trump is an obvious disaster, but mainly the paradigm contained flaws that we now are able to perceive. I, what the fuck does that mean? And it needs to end. So be patient. We'll have another day in the sun. We need to recover and return in a new form. Okay, this does not sound like— He needs I mean, Trump to lose. So, so a competent, yeah. we're scared of. A competent fascist can come along. In other words, yeah. if Trump, he sees it as Trump keeps okay. going, which he's right about, Trump will 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 obviously do everything he can to just Trump is giving fascism a bad name. Party. Right, he, Trump is actually fascism is scared Ooh. of Trump. Is what Ooh. we should say. 
Okay. And wow. so they need to get rid of Trump because they need a Tom Cotton who can be a competent fascist. Or if I mean, mm-hmm. I, I hope he you turns know. all of his little right. crowd off of Trump. That's great. I, I'm happy if he does that. No, if he's going to home, guy. you know, or vote for yeah. Biden, I still yeah. would do exactly what Biden Ooh. did. You reject it, you call him a racist, and that he's disgusting. And if he still wants to wow. vote for you, great. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, exactly. Woo, man. But no, I mean, weird. I think Rex would be saying something, but I think hmm. sometimes we overanalyze, overanalyze the point that, like, this is a party that has now been taken over by a cult of personality, an authoritarian figure who in other countries that did not have some of the institutions we've had that have all been frayed, but at least still exist, would already be ruling in a Putin-esque you know, Erdogan, and I'm mispronouncing his name, I'm hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm Erdogan, that's good. No, that's Zorro, good. Erdogan, you know, whatever. that would be already ruling in that kind of a way. Um, right. And so the thing about Trump is, is that he, there, he, there's an in, insatiable hole inside of him where he knows that he's nothing. And he needs constant adulation and constant. That's why ratings are so important and measuring right. money versus other people's money is so important because he he hates himself. I mean, Mary Trump said that on this on this podcast, hmm. right? I mean, she said this mm-hmm. very thing to us. And, and, and so I, I think it's just the fact that like much of Trump's presidency, it's not smart politics, but it's what you have to do or Trump loses his shit on you and screams at you and lose, you know, and goes after you and whatever, which is he would rather have. He he would rather have the people screaming his name and you know hiling him. Sorry, but it's not far from that. <laughs> and that that is what Trump wants. <laughs> I mean, I, it, so this is this is the, the 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 convention and the campaign and the presidency, as they would say, <clears throat> they reflect the guy. And right. this is they all reflect what Donald Trump is. He's right. never once reached out to people beyond his base. He doesn't know how to. He right. can't emotionally reach out to people. It's like what Mike was it Michael Taylor, the, the guy who from DHS who left, who is the chief of staff to to the Miles. To what's her name? I believe it's Miles Taylor, the, the guy who's been speaking right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And when he pointed out that Donald Trump said to him, we should stop giving aid to California during the fires because they didn't vote for me. So they should die basically. They should suffer because they didn't that is Donald Trump. Now if you weren't Donald Trump, if you were somebody who was less stupid and and cared about winning, you'd say, I should really go and try to help California because they might appreciate it. And I might get some votes out of it if you're just right. a cynical smart bastard and don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, that but he can't that's what's, that's he can't what, honestly one of, the, one of the weirdest things to me uh about well, there's so many weird things, but but I mean Trump could have made himself very popular. You know, if he had if he had won that election, which he obviously didn't realize was going to happen. And then been smart enough to pivot, you know, to tone his nonsense, rhetoric, and hatefulness down, you know, and 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 you know, do things that might appeal to a wider base. He could have. I mean, you know, we, even with the the coronavirus right now, we, you know, he could be cruising the reelection if he had um, modulated himself. And I know that was always kind of that joke of like, oh, well, he's finally pivoting or what, you know, but. He, you know, right. if he was an actual smart person, he and and, and and really good at being manipulative, he would have done that. Instead, he's just a complete racist clod. And so, you know, didn't happen. But but it is pretty amazing. Right. I mean, he had an there was an opportunity for a grifter like him to just, you know, really uh, move the, the, needle, the coronavirus properly is it like that could have been his civil, you know, like his Lincoln handling the Civil War or right. I mean, yeah. again, he, he's not incapable emotionally, 
you know, mentally, <laughs> intellectually, and he's incapable in just about every way, morally, yeah. of yeah. being able to do that. Had he been had the ability to do that, this terrible thing that hit us, as terrible things do, for also provide people who happen to be there with opportunities. FDR isn't FDR without the Depression and World War II. You know, uh-huh. it, it, this was provided, and he could, and if he had, if he had listened to scientists from the beginning and done everything they told him to do, and America had come out of this mostly unscathed, he'd be, he, you know, as much as I would probably hate it, he'd be walking to re-election. Absolutely. Right? You know, yeah, I agree. But it's like after 9-11, if George W. Bush didn't act like a fucking idiot and invade Iraq and then, you know, screw up Katrina because he was ignoring it and try to take people's social security. I mean, that was after the ele- re-election. Right. But if he didn't do all these things and mess up all these things so that he ended up winning the weakest re-election at that point in about 100 years almost of an incumbent who won re-election. And, and you know, if he just kept up, you know, like not even if this guy that had lost the, the popular vote and had won in a very questionable matter, had a chance after 9-11 because he had a 90% approval rating to unite everyone. And he even, unlike Trump, had a good moment right, at, at, right after 9-11 with his bullhorn and his speech. And he chose mm-hmm. to, to go in partisan and he, and he pissed it all away. You know, yeah. um, And won re-election and is now looked at as one of the 10 worst presidents of all time. Well, Trump, of course, has even won up that in that he never had a good moment. I mean, these guys both had opportunities to grab things and handle them in the kinds of bipartisan ways that Democrats can't because Republicans fucking don't care about this country and don't aid Democrats when they're trying to. Like when Obama's trying to bring us back from economic brink, they sit there and they say, no, Democrats would be all too happy to work with a Republican, you know, after something like this. They wouldn't let everything, he just, he's incapable of it and he fucked it up and now he's where he is. He just, he's, again, everything is partisan. Everything is a challenge to his little ego, his big ego, but his little, what he really thinks of himself. And, and all this stuff's no different. So, I mean, again, like I'm over, like I'm talking too much, but my, my feeling on the convention is it's not about winning anybody back. There's no strategy to it. Well, can I say, it's about, yeah. I think what happened was, Trump weighed in last week and he took over the entire thing. Why is Democratic convention? He got all upset at all the barbs. Actually, my guess is that Democrats probably thought about this, just like the Lincoln Project. Lincoln Project, I was trying to explain to a friend yesterday. He didn't love their ads. He goes, I don't get the furor over Lincoln Project. I said, but Matt, the ads are geared towards Donald Trump. They're not geared towards you. Most of what Lincoln Project does is just to piss off. Psychological warfare. Right? Psychological warfare. And I'm wondering whether whether the convention last week that had a lot of positive stuff, but it had a lot of nasty barbs, especially from Julia Louise Dreyfus, uh, against Trump to piss him off. And guess what it did? This is just my gut. It made Trump call everybody and go, God damn it, change everything. We're not going to be nice. We're going to be 10 times meaner than them. And he made every speech change last night. To me, it sounded like Steve Miller, Stephen Miller wrote every single one of those speeches last night. And I think Miller was yeah. up all weekend and trying to say, you know, channel his inner Nazi and write the nastiest thing because Trump was like, we're going to I'm going to fight back. And, and I mean, it, it, but, right. So there's no strategy at all. I think you're 100% right on that, John. No I think strategy. He was he is so he is very Defend easily. Me. Defend like, me. Politics yeah. is always part psychological warfare, something Democrats have not understood well enough and republicans have understood too well and but with this guy it's the easiest psychological warfare ever i mean he's so insecure about so many things that you just you you know take your pick and go at it 
And what is, you know, again, he has these doctors on saying Trump's not terrible coronavirus. He has Herschel Walker on saying Trump's not a racist. What, in, and uh, John, I know you'll know this because you're a campaign oh. guy. Rex may or may not. You've probably covered some campaigns. What's the oldest line in politics or one of them? If you're explaining. Oh, right. You're losing. You're losing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I nailed it. Gets you. <laughs> you did nail it. Woo! No, you know what the fuck what are you humor poems? Come to our side. I'm Free mega hat. So, you're, you're, you're funnier than us. That's why. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, if if uh, you know, in the end, if if Donald Trump is taking up the first night and maybe after that, the time to try to defend who he is and say, I'm not really what you say I am. Yeah. You're wasting time, man. Yeah. When you yeah, making an affirmative message, I mean, it's hard because you fuck everything up. But that whatever affirmative case you can make, you're not making when you're saying I'm not a racist and I didn't completely fuck up coronavirus. See, these people say that. Yeah. Um, and it's a, you know, they're bet on the uh, civil unrest side of things. I mean, if I had to guess, uh, and, and there's no way to, I mean, obviously, this is uh, looking into a non-existent, uh, yeah, what do you call it? What's the ball? Crystal ball? Uh, why am I blanking on this? Crystal ball. <laughs> so, a crystal ball. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> crystal ball. Uh, looking into a crystal ball kind of thing. The most likely thing to happen right now is coronavirus slash flu season collide and this becomes a way bigger disaster the civil unrest much more likely to subside a bit i would guess by the time we get you know as we're closing in on the election uh so i think you know they're they're banking on a thing that's happening right now and they're of course completely exploiting it and taking it not treating it the way it should be treated which is very seriously in a reflection of problems that exist in the country they're banking on that and and they're not even looking at what's about the hell that's about to come with the coronavirus because i think once once we kick into flu season you got all these schools opening up idiotically and uh i think that things are going to get really bad on that front and, and i think sadly that's where we're probably where things are probably headed i mean it, we we don't know fully enough about coronavirus but if it behaves like past you know these past kind of uh contagions um, we're looking at as it gets colder. I mean, UV right light. Now, you know, don't stick it up your ass like Donald Trump wants you to do. <laughs> it does, in fact, when in direct contact, does kill aspects of it. It makes you know. Theoretically, we should have been more safe during this summer, and we really haven't yeah. been. We can tell you how how fucking bad that this virus is, um, and and so I mean. I think you're right, Rex, but I, I, here's the big thing, and, and I think it's worth saying, and I've seen enough polling on campaigns I've worked on. John was worried about this too, and rightfully, because we study history and we study politics, which is when the dissension started, you know, and this was clearly Trump's plan after <clears throat> Black Lives Matter, began, whatever, right. when all the, the, the fight, you know, when whatever the rallies or, or, you know, peaceful protests did break out into violence, which mostly seemed to be, by the way, the fault of the police from everything I've seen. But whenever that stuff did happen, John was worried, and I think he had the right to worry about it, that people were going to go to the to the Republican side and get scared. Right. Right. And that's the way it happened in the 60s and 70s. That's helped give us Nixon and eventually Reagan, frankly. Um, and uh, what, what it proved with polling, massive amounts of polling by many public, private, you know, organizations, campaigns, whatever show, is that not just suburban voters, uh, who the Republicans are losing, but seniors, who are also, when you pointed that out earlier, Rex, you're correct, if, if Biden holds on and wins, he'll be the first since John Kerry in 2004, and he's further ahead. He'd win them by the most since Al Gore 
in, in 2000. They, on social issues, other things have been moving Republican. But, but the interesting thing is, is that at this point, our culture has changed enough. People have gotten to know enough, even seniors out there, enough people not like them, maybe through interracial marriage and, and other things among their kids and, and whatever. You know, maybe it's from popular culture. Maybe it's from a lot of different sources. But the mm-hmm. majority of seniors and the vast majority of suburbanites were, were in favor of Black Lives Matter, were in favor of the movement. So their bet did not work. If it had worked, Trump wouldn't be trailing by 9.6 points, or whatever the average is he's behind right now. Right. Um, yeah. And, and so to me, it seems like they're just doubling down on an already failed strategy. Um, yeah. See yeah. how this works. You know, uh, again, like, uh, and I, I can't look at this as, a, you know, take all emotion out of it and take my loathing of them out of it from a political, just an objective political strategy sort of and looking at at the people they've been losing and what these people have been citing as the reasons what they did last night gets them nowhere closer to that. Tim Scott, maybe a little bit, gave a softer speech than most of the yep. people and and makes maybe makes, you know, some service suburban teams. Some my mom thing. thought maybe Nikki, 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 uh, what's her face? Haley, what's her Nikki? Uh... What's last name? Nikki Haley. Haley. Yeah, yeah, Haley. My mom thought she – I use mom's my 90-year-old Midwestern barometer of a swing voter. But know, she right? – but I mean, no, but her response – I said, oh, I watched. She I said, what did you think? She goes, they were all very angry. <laughs> that was the first thing. And she, it wasn't wasn't said with love. And she said, other than the the black senator and the UN lady. <laughs> Again, great Midwestern mom. And she goes, they were okay. So she – interestingly for her, Nikki Haley wasn't sounding as – you know, Nikki Haley was being pretty like knife in the chest, but she was yeah, saying it nicely. Honest, but she wasn't, you know. And she thought I, Scott sounded very nice. And that's right. Well, those are the, the whole yeah, those are the two that have aspirations beyond. This, Interesting. You know, yeah. Have, yeah. Well, and the whole night the, though should have been exactly like that. And again, if it this if it wasn't all about just <clears throat> full throated defense of Donald Trump and hitting back at Democrats, that's that's what the whole night would have been. Think about like back in 2008, you know, 2004, those times when the Republicans would always get us upset because they were the ones that had like the American heroes going on, you know, across, you know, who were on at their various conventions, right? When Rudy Giuliani was still a sane figure, I know it's hard to believe, um, <laughs> and post 9-11, you know, was very popular. John McCain was very popular, you know, across the board from his service in Vietnam and then being at the time moderate Colin Powell, like when Bush was able to get those folks to speak for him, that was a big deal that those are the types of people you want up there. Mm-hmm. You, know? you don't want people up there ranting and raving and screaming and yelling and doing that. So the problem is, is that Nikki Haley and, and, uh, and Tim Scott are, are great. But as you know, what do people remember? They remember anger over, you know, over sort of the niceties. So they, they end up in, especially when it comes from Donald Trump's son and son's girlfriend. So it ends up basically what they, what anything that Tim Scott and Nikki Haley did, I mean, sure, it probably reached a few people. And I'm sure some people were like, well, okay, they're a little more diverse. They don't seem to, to hate all minorities as much as I thought. But, you know, these, a couple of these other loons go up there and scream and yell, and they've got more plans for other people exactly like that to go up and scream and yell. So, I mean, again, they could have made a convention like that. And that would have been the convention that would have helped them, in my humble opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Bring on Ted Nugent. <laughs> exactly. Isn't he, is he speaking? He might oh, God, be. Is he? Certainly. Isn't he? I thought I could have sworn it. Maybe not. I know. Uh, oh no, I don't remember. That'd be funny if he is, though. 
Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, Nuge. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Nuge a few boaters on. <laughs> um, wow. Um, they also somebody also did a mashup of uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle and Dwight Schrute from a uh, Office oh. episode where Dwight Schrute is speaking to a large crowd. Oh, and I stuff. did see so, that. This is so yep. funny. Yeah, uh, it's a brilliant, brilliant take. And no, uh, they're um, Dwight. they're nuts. They're yeah. nuts. But I mean, yeah. hopefully, again, let's see how it cuts with people. But I'm hoping it's you know, it's it's enough that people are just totally turned off. It reminded me very much of Pat Buchanan in '92. I remember watching that convention. I think it was in Alaska, of all places. Watching it, we were like all going. <gasps> You know, but it was like a whole party of, I mean, actually, we didn't even tell people. I mean, they chart, They started with Charlie Kirk, right? Who's like the 25-year-old, uh-huh. you know, right wing. Who's, who, by the way, whose mentor died of COVID, which was nowhere oh, mentioned. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's uh, I totally forgot about point USA with his, right. The rich older guy right. with his money, I can't remember. Right. I'm not saying that disrespectfully. I don't know. remember the dude's name. No, no, but he was like 80 years old, Republican, yeah, formed older. turning point mm-hmm. or whatever with him. He's and, up there uh, with uh, Herman yeah. King, probably one yeah. of the more prominent right wingers who, who's yeah. died because of this. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, um, and no mention though. Not but even they have him. I mean, but to have the thing that it's yeah. maybe a hoax going. So if you think about the disrespect to this man who funded Charlie Kirk's whole miserable life, because that guy, you know, is is a that guy is not a freaking, you know working windows at Wendy's or or something of that nature without some rich guy putting money behind him. I don't know who is. Um, you know. I mean, no mention, nothing. Like he never existed. Right. Right. Scary. Yeah. No, it's there anyway. But he, he, so he, he kicks off the whole thing, which is crazy. He's like Don Jr. on steroids. I mean, or Don Jr. I guess we just say. Um, Don Jr. <laughs> I mean, You're on Don Jr. I mean, you don't really need to sort of have a exactly a, a, a rate of return for Don Jr. I mean, he's as crazy as Don Jr. I mean, that's the drug I mean, that Don Jr. was doing. He was doing Don Jr. Yeah. Or watching. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's correct. Somebody who writes about various topics, I have to ask you a quick huh. question. Huh. Um, John, we're, we're, we're just, John doesn't follow this stuff, so we can't. Is Are you football? a sports fan at all? Yeah, I knew it. This is football. All right, go on. It's not. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. It's football. Yeah. Uh, football. Uh, football. Uh, soccer, you mean? Yes. <laughs> speak soccer. American. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Speak, speak American to me. Yeah. If you're not, then we don't have to. <laughs> I don't follow soccer at all. No. I, you know uh, who Lionel Messi is? I bet you do. Probably. Yes, I do know who Messi is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I only bring it up. I know who Messi is. Well, you know, so John, they just announced, he just announced after this terrible loss to Bayern Munich in their hmm. Champions League game uh, that he want, you know, he's been, it's like Babe Ruth wanted to leave the Yankees, that he wants to leave Barcelona. Ooh. And they only bring this up. Uh, because I have a ten-year-old who uh, messes everything. So now, in addition to everything right. else going on, when I grab him from school, I, I, I'm probably going to have to stop him from crying. <laughs> as if, as if not, things weren't rough enough already. Things weren't bad enough. My day just got a whole fucker a lot better. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Messi. Yeah, thanks, not John. now. Read the not room. About me, huh? <laughs> uh, okay. That was just a little sort of. A sports break, if you will, folks. What, Always we good have, to have a little, yeah. yeah a little covered. Our, have, we, have we maxed out on Republican convention news? Is there anything we're forgetting? Um, I mean, well, there's, I mean, so much happened. But no, I mean, the gun people, you talked about the gun people for a while, didn't you? The two of you? Yeah. The two of them? Yep. Yeah, the St. Um, Louis gun people? Yeah. Yeah, the St. Louis gun people. I mean, I don't think so. You know, there's a little bit of viral news, literally, virus news, that I wanted to get into before we go, um, 
Yeah, we've been, I mean, we've been, uh, well, we've been going a little, about an hour, so that's good. But, but let, maybe let's wrap up with a little bit of the virus stuff. So I say one more thing that I just came across. Yes, that? yes. The Washington Post, again, I'm nicer to them because I'm much more offended normally. The New York Times, I find, is much worse in their sort of bullshit, both sides sort of, you know, uh, pandering to Trump people and all of that right. stuff. But Washington Post does it every once in a while. Here's the Washington Post. Uh, they sent out this tweet. Maybe you've seen it six hours ago. Hmm. And so that O'Brien is right now going off on it. A lot of people yeah, good for her. You know, folks like her who care about this stuff. Melanie, I almost called her Melanie, like Donald did. Yeah, Melania yeah. Trump is about to give her biggest speech in four years. The Trump campaign hopes she can be its secret weapon. <laughs> I mean, absurd. This yeah. is the person yeah. who, yeah. I don't know how many words she's said uh, in the time she, that. she's yeah, been yeah. there. Maybe it's like a, a dozen except for like stuff written on her jacket that she doesn't give a fuck about anything. She yep. just destroyed the freaking uh, the, the, the garden, the rose garden. I don't know that it has roses anymore. Certainly yes, not removed of- the roses <laughs> and I mean, the garden. Czechoslovakia like, uh, <laughs> circa like 1965. Right? <laughs> it's I mean, now it's just like, a vast empty space. Yeah. Factory worker. Um, and, and, <laughs> and, and if she's, if there's anything that in, that in terms of speech making, she's, famous or infamous for is that she stole Michelle Obama's speech yes. last time. Yes. Yes. Right. Right. So inspiring. Like, inspiring. What is she was doing here? Like, I mean, she may be his secret weapon when she, you know, yeah. next time when she copies a uh, tip Gore's speech. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a ridiculous. I saw that. I saw that headline and had the same reaction. I was like, okay, I don't think that's really yeah. going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so. But, um, no, so just real quick though, on the virus. So two things going on, but it's important that folks know this. The one is, Trump, you may have seen, announced Monday night this emergency authorization from the FDA to use convalescent plasma, basically taking blood plasma from people, taking their blood from people who have survived the virus and taking out the plasma and using it to basically re-inject antibodies or whatever into other people, which might help them out if they're in dire straits with the virus. Well, whoever's hitting their mic, stop it. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. That's okay. As I'm talking, it's like hearing somebody go in your ear. That's okay. Um, so the uh, the FDA he gets the FDA to do this. FDA commissioner gets out there and says, "Oh my God, it's cut the you know it's 35 percent cut the death rate or some bullshit." Well, we find out now the FDA commissioner got it all wrong. But more importantly. This was the same convalescent plasma that if you're following the news, you might have heard that four days before the announcement from Trump, the FDA already came out and said, we're not approving it yet because we don't have enough tests done to show that it's safe and effective. Same fucking, same fucking drug. Yeah, they pressured him. Yeah. Yeah. And they apparently it was Navarro. They said Peter Navarro yelled at them and said, you better do this. And the FDA turned around and approved this. It's not ready to be approved. And even worse, what they're saying now is because they've approved it, they no longer have the ability to study it because the way to study it effectively is to do some placebo tests. You know, but who's going to get a placebo? They said, if now that everybody can get it, are you going to say, well, you know, my mom's dying. We could either use the drug that might help or give her the placebo to help other people. You'd say, give her the fucking drug. Right. So now we'll never know if it works. The other thing CNN reported yesterday is Trump is now talking about possibly forcing the FDA to approve one of these uh, uh, vaccinations for the coronavirus before it's ready, right before the election. That yeah. he would just skip phase three, and after phase two, if it's working, he's just going to say, do it. Now, what the doctor on CNN said yesterday, a different doctor, not Sanjay Gupta, said was 
phase two trials, a lot of times you're only talking about several hundred people having gotten the drug. Phase two isn't like 50,000 people get the drug. It could be several hundred. And so that we may be approving drugs that only several hundred people have tried. And after several hundred, you go, hey, it must be safe. Let's go for it. That's what, what is Trump it? is talking about doing before the election. Usually, I think the number, and I, I read this the other day, and I get this wrong, I apologize, but it was like huh. the acceptable number is something like one in 13 or so million who, when they get a, a vaccine, will have oh. the opposite reaction and actually get the disease. Oh. Like that's generally what they're going for. So um. if <laughs> one in 13 million versus, hey, a couple hundred people are okay, <laughs> it's no time. Pull the I mean, trigger. <laughs> disaster there. If I, they wish I, could, tested, I wish I could jump. find that because that's a really good question, Cliff. Uh, it was something like that I read. Yeah. It really was. It was a huge number like that for obvious reasons because, you know, it, that, you, using something like that, you have to, it has to out, much outweigh the fact that you may give this to a few people who may, you know. Well, the big, one of the biggest problems with this, I think, is, is that right at this moment is, is the worst possible time to be eroding trust in the FDA and, yeah. and, you know, in science in general, of course. But so, I mean, you know, seeing this happen, uh, say, we're already dealing with a situation in which Americans are not uh, following the rules. They're, they're, they're acting way too cocky, like they're not going to get it. You know, they're, they're, so say he does introduce a vaccine that is not as effective as promised or effective at all, possibly. And a bunch of people start getting the vaccine and then they just act even less responsibly because they're like, hey, I got the vaccine. I'm fine. You know what I mean? You just the whole exactly. thing. There's a snowball effect to this, both in terms of just public trust. Also, if you erode trust in the FDA now, when the vaccine act, when there actually is a vaccine that's effective, you're going to still have people who are like, man, I don't know. I mean, you know, God help us if he wins reelection and we have to count on his FDA to, oh, then to produce oh. a vaccine. You know, I mean, like that, yeah. it's a yeah. real problem. I mean, it's a real problem because the once right. we do have an effective vaccine, getting everybody to take the damn thing is going to be extremely important. So that's the thing. And I mean, I just again, I would have to and I've got a good friend who. Hmm. Uh, you know, works in a lab and and in New York and and in January was you know a guy that I went to school with, uh, doctor but works in a lab, PhD, and it said to me this is going to be really bad because he pays attention to infectious diseases and he was saying you know the reports were getting out of China already or you know he was telling me in February he's like pull your kids from school mm -hmm. and we waited till about a week into March when they're when and it was fine because that was when the spring break began for my kids and then we ne they never went back after spring break because of what happened. But the, the point being that I'll ask him and I bet he'll have the answer on this. And, and my guess is, is Jeff, the chaos, I mean, death, chaos, fear, um, the, the things that will come out of putting something out there that has not been tested is not safe and may have massive adverse reactions may get tons of people sick and not reach the threshold it needs to be. Um, and everything else. I mean, but but again, we need to start talking about it on this podcast. Yeah. We need to all who all of us with blue checks who've got followings on Twitter, yeah. you know, reporters. Uh, there's only one of those on the phone here. Uh, I'm just a freaking propagandist who writes some columns, <laughs> and, and I, I'm always honest in them, and I cite facts. But I am I'm not going to claim to be an objective journalist ever. Um, <laughs> but like, we need to prepare, prepare people because he will. It's it's his only play at this point. And if he's mm -hmm. proven anything, 
thing. It's that there, yeah. he will, there, there is no floor. There never is. And anybody who ever thinks there is, uh, it, it ends up being, you know, ends up fucking up and being like, oh my God, I, you know, I didn't think he'd do that. And, and they end up being proven wrong. I have almost yeah. no, zero doubt he'll present something as a vaccine and try to get some people to take it before that. You know, but, the, the one piece of data I did find, a, a lot of vaccines, they you could have like a 5% very serious reaction to a vaccine. So, I mean, you could have some, you know, they may have gotten some of that data, but one of the things interesting is anaphylaxis, which those of us with asthma and similar diseases know, is um, basically an allergic reaction, anaphylactic shock, right? Allergic reaction that puts you into a, you can't breathe, you're passing out, you're going to die. Well, it's one, it's, it's around 1.3 people out of a million who get vaccine, safe vaccines that have an allergic reaction. Now, my question would be like what you were saying, Cliff, which is, does that mean every vaccine per se, you, you just don't have allergic reactions or are some vaccines that they don't approve because they have higher allergic reactions, higher percentage? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're yeah. only testing 500 people, <laughs> what if it's one in a thousand people get allergic reactions and with 500, you just didn't test enough? I mean, it's. This but is, if you cause this something crazy by doing it, it's a, you you enter something new it's just crazy into, into humanity that's not. I mean, yeah, I don't this know. Is awful. For this, this is awful. This is awful. That you know, everybody yeah. stay home for God's sake. <laughs> everybody <laughs> don't do anything idiots. and maybe eat, and every once in a while you have to go to the bathroom. That's it. Yeah. Well, no, but it's very <laughs> scary because you said if he gets reelected, I don't know what we're going to do because you can't trust this stuff. And yeah. like, I'm yeah, the farthest thing from an anti-vaxxer. I'm the yelling at people to get vaccines crazy guy, you yeah. know, like, versus the Robert Kennedy crazy guy. Um, and they, it's just, oh my god. I, I just yeah, I mean, that's when I think you have to default to you know your your own medical. Uh, people that you trust yeah. and, and you know get their take because I sure as hell would not trust anything coming out of these guys' yeah. mouths uh, at all until I get it from, you know, credible sources yeah. that I trust. Um, yeah. That's the worst thing too. What? I mean, I, I honestly found that that's just been one of the, you know, like hmm. the government's taken a hit over the years and uh, let's be honest, George W. Bush certainly lied about a whole lot of stuff too. Um, and we've been through Iran Contra and we've been through, you know, I mean, the Republicans have, have not shown themselves to be an overall honorable party now in a, for a long time. And it's become less and less so with each new generation of them. But this, is the, this whole time has been the first time where I felt outright that my government might try to get me killed on purpose. You know what I mean? Like George yeah. W. Bush would have done it yeah. out of incompetence, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think George W. Bush would have done it to get rich. And I don't think he would have done it you know, to, to set himself up for some sort of something after, you know, the presidency or whatever. And I don't think he would have done it um, out of malice because I'm a Democrat. Right. Whereas like this guy, I think if he thinks there's something that will kill people that, you know, it's kind of like the California forest fires. I mean, I, I don't know why I'm saying I think we have actually right. people who've shared. Yeah, I was going to say, right. yeah. He thought that only, he could get only Democrats to take this thing that would kill them. He'd do it. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. The, the ability to trust anything he says as not being like malicious towards anybody who, you know, who isn't a sycophant him is impossible. It's, yeah, it's, I would not. Right. Yeah. And it's such a, I mean, that's a bad place to be. It's a really bad place to be. Yeah, somebody, but. somebody re is retweeting for the Guilfoyle challenge. They retweeted a, um, <laughs> an image of a, I have to, okay, I'm going to unplug my headset and try to play this for you boys just so you can hear. Hold on. There we go. Now we're gonna. Now I'm on my my computer. Well, you know, musical uh, 
part of the this is the musical interlude to the show musical interlude. well here listen this is so they retweeted the guilfoyle challenge and there's a picture of a seal oh i've seen it <laughs> 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 and the be- well, the best part is the seal. I'm gonna try to plug my head. The seal is like is stretching forward, and the mouth is open like from head to foot. You know, like a shark. And it's just. Going, <laughs> oh my god! This I'm gonna my headset. As soon as we're done, I'm gonna go into my bathroom in my bedroom because it's usually the quietest room. So other than the people in the bathroom downstairs might hear, meaning the other uh, condo, but at least it should protect me from everybody else. And I'm going to scream the last ten words from her speech on video. Excellent. Okay. So, Rex, we've yes. got Rex here who's, who's kind of funny. I'm going to say, Rex, before we leave. You've got to do this. Yeah, go on. How yep. many surprise uh, speakers do you think they might add to the audience? Yeah. I'm sorry. Who, who's what? Who, I'm sorry. I missed that. Sorry. Who are the surprise speakers you think they might add to the Republican National Convention over the next day or two? Oh, like a like a, a, a parrot that only tells racist jokes or something? Yeah. <laughs> Hitler's Fuck you, parrot that we the firefighter in Scotland were going from roof to roof and his parrot kept flying away. He's like, fuck you, fuck you. A particularly uh, aggrieved book of racist Mad Libs or something. An extra large tub of bleach. I don't know what to thought. Yeah. Um, exactly. How about... The, the... Okay, your, your turn, Rex. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say maybe a bottle of hydroxychloroquine was going to nice. speak for itself. How about a dozen <laughs> colonies of murder hornets? Oh, there you go. Nice. I forget. I always forget the murder hornets. I was hoping they would save us. Oh, the murder hornets. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's a murder hornets, which I tweeted today. I'm like, where did they go? Why are we not hearing about them? It's disrespectful <laughs> to them. They, they, they have. I mean, that's no pun intended. Killer branding, right there. I mean, <laughs> you branded a murder hornet, dude. I'll, no one's fucking with you, right? Exactly. I mean, that's as good as it gets. What about the meth gator? Remember the meth gator? Oh yeah, yeah. The meth gator would be perfect. They, uh, maybe get a. Uh, um, uh, the Tiger King guy from like a, a live feed from prison or wherever he is. <laughs> or if they could do it, maybe just as mullet could talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except for the public. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, good times in this country right now, let me tell you. <laughs> one of these days when John goes home uh, to see his mom, Rex just fucking walks huh. out of his house. That's not going to happen. Right there. And I drive five hours from Cincy to Chicago. We're all oh, that's have nice at least. Like, at least you're closer. We'll be like, yeah. like oh, fuck. Well, you know, what happened? Was it all a dream? And, you know, we'll have to be like, Joe Biden's president and we have 56 senators and we've gotten rid of the filibuster. And, you know, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking coronavirus drink. vaccine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, coronavirus vaccine will actually taste like, you know, Stella Artois. <laughs> I will sit there and drink. Um, I mean, oh, man. I feel like I need things to, to, to make yep. up for the last three and a half years of this shit show. I'm telling you, people. I... All, hmm. No, I get email all the time from people who are like, what the hell are you going to write? Like these, you know, Trump supporters are like, what are you going to write about if Trump's not in office? And I'm like, sir, I will write about, you know, fart jokes. I'll go back to what I used to, you know, <laughs> life will be. Go back to what I used to. I would like, to I would like nothing more than to not write about Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know what I would love to, you know, like while we're talking about to not think about him. To right, not yeah. know whether he exists or not, and just not give a fuck. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, every morning, I pick up my phone every morning, and the thought that goes through, and this yep. is not, I'm, I'm not making this up. The thought that goes through my head is, well, let's see what fresh hell we're dealing with this morning. You know, like it it's every damn day. And but, I, hate but I don't it. think that you're unique in that. I think there's ooh, 50, 60, 70, 100 billion of us. I don't know. I mean, ugh. yep, now he's attacking uh, the governor of Oregon. Excellent. Oh, oh well, well, all that because that's, you know. I mean, are you not concerned about the, well, we're going to end on a real high note here. Are you not concerned about the violence on TV right now from these protests? Because it's got me a little wigged out as far as it affecting the election. Got it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, CNN no, literally had pictures of things on fire and I'm talking, it looked like the, it looked like the forest fires in California. It was a building in flames and it had, it had Kenosha of all things too. So it isn't even Oregon, Oregon. It's like war again. There you go. That's going to be the word the Republicans will use. Kenosha was where the, but there was they've it's been lots of businesses burned and looted and there was literally an image that looked like it was something out of the forest fires i mean a building of flame and cnn is showing this and i'm going oh my and it says wisconsin and i'm like yeah. oh my god they're gonna they're gonna like this is gonna be tonight's convention yeah no it's, it, it's, it scares it's, the hell out of me because i really feel like that could get Trump reelected. I mean, you mentioned my concerns earlier, Cliff, that that stuff could get Trump reelected. I, I think the violence and looting is so. I think if it gets bad, idea. but I do still feel like you know it, oh. it all depends how bad the shit gets. And we have to, you still do have to remember yeah. the difference. First of all, hmm. racial and other views have changed, but mm-hmm. but the other thing is Donald Trump is out there, and his of course like his most fervent thuddy believers will go for this, but we're not talking about them right now. Um, when he is out there, you know, like, Jews, look at the violence in Chicago. Look at the violence in, in New York and, and whatever. You know, Do you want that? If you vote for Joe Biden, you'll get that. And, like, you know, right. we're all putting our hands up. They're like, you're the president now, dude. Right. Um, it's already happening with you as president. This is your America. I'm not, even, I'm not accepting your premise. There's been a slight yeah. spike in crime. It may be short term. We don't know. It may be caused by certain factors around coronavirus and economic deprivation and other things going on. But the point is, so I don't even accept the premise. Like there's no long term trend yet. It's a short term trend. But second, even if there is, if you know all this violence he's talking about, even if if New York really is like you know Snake Plissken's New York right now, right? And uh, come on, somebody had to get that reference. I don't, yeah, I don't, no, I, gotta, I, don't I don't know what it is. What is that? Snake from New York. When basically every movie was about the world coming to an end, it was yeah. always like shitty cities. It was like it was, in New York, especially because New York was like the murder capital of like everywhere then. So it would be like Death Wish, New York, you know, it was in New York, the Warriors, New York, you know, that that kind of that era of <laughs> right. time. Um, but I mean, like, you know, even even uh, the, the the picture he's trying to create, even right now, if you did accept his premise. It's under his watch. It's right. not like Nixon running against Humphrey and and running against you know LBJ and screaming and yelling about crime as an outsider. Yeah. It's the guy that's been there. It's just a different. Well, it's it, Cliff. I was just it, you got me thinking of this because I mean, it, it's even worse. I mean, meaning what you just said is even worse because not only is it under his watch, but Trump hasn't fixed it yet. Right. Right. This violence has been going on for months. So clearly Trump can't fix it. And he keeps saying, well, it's in Democratic states. Well, those Democratic states are still going to be there if we reelect Trump. And he's going to be just as successful five months from now as he's been the last five months in stopping the violence, which is not effective at all. So 
actually, right? I mean, actually, if anything, he should be arguing, if you buy his argument, that you should vote next time against Democratic governors or Democratic mayors or something. But it clearly isn't helping having a Republican in charge. So I, I, you know, I also don't you think know, you know, I mean, there, there's a there's some holes to be uh, uh, put in punctured whatever in the into that argument about Democratic mayors because I was looking yesterday. I might I'm thinking about doing a column about this actually huh. because there are a number of cities with Republican mayors uh, and it's I can't remember them off the top of my head. It was Jacksonville. There's one in Texas, uh, Miami. There, there were several, a number of them uh, that are also have also seen significant upticks in crime. Again, I believe probably actually the mayor of Miami somehow is probably is tied in somehow with uh, uh, you know with what we're dealing with with the coronavirus and economic issues like what you were saying. But you're right. I mean, the and I think you know we always like think about people being as tuned in as as you know, we are with, with politics and stuff like that. I think the message that this is what, I, I mean, yes, it, I think we, we hear that message of this is so ridiculous that he's saying this will happen under Biden when it's happening under him. And we think, oh no, but you know, people are going to buy that and, and get scared and vote for him. I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's, I, I think we're uh, treating people. And I don't mean this as an insult to people. It's just people are busy with their lives and don't have don't aren't getting paid to pay attention to this stuff. Uh, you know, I think we give people a little bit too much uh, credit there for for, for hmm. thinking that broadly. Yes. I think what's more sure. likely to happen is that they're going to see all this chaos, not just like the violence and the riots and Trump's chaos day to day, and they're going to say, you know what, I'm sick of this. I want to change. I think that's really oh, the God, most. I hope so, but I, 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 I think yeah. before coronavirus, oh. just with oh. Trump's tweeting and fighting with people and. Putin yeah, stuff. It's exhausting. I think people are tired of it. Yeah, and your daily news, and it's only to me become that much more. Um, that piece, me, you know, is it to me is that much stronger? I'm trying to think of the right words for it. There's that much more chance. Let's say that I think people. I've, I've even seen some Republicans who are, who have come out as these Republicans against Trump use these words and just be like, "We're just. I just want normalcy." Yeah. Tired of I, think, I just I want think, to wake up in the morning yeah. and have a president who I know has our best national security interests at heart, has our best economic interests at heart. I may disagree with him on a number of issues, you know, this, that, and the other thing, but, but I'm, I'm just – I'm tired of the fucking circus. And I don't understand how anybody isn't at that point, honestly. Yeah. I mean Republican, I, yeah. Democrat, throw out yeah. the issues. If this was a Democratic president, yeah. honestly – uh, you know, who was waking up with a mental breakdown every day and fighting with everybody and whatever. You know, if there was a, a moderate Republican who was running, I would have, I honestly would feel like I would, I mean, you know, I'm talking like a Charlie Baker or Larry Hogan or somebody, you know, not, not, not Republicans who actually tend, would ever get the, the national nomination, you know, these days. But, but honestly, somebody like that versus some crazy Democrat who just can't shut the fuck up and stop getting people into fights with each other. I mean, that's where yeah. I would be. Yeah, you know? yeah, same. I agree with it's you. Yeah, I'm sick of this, man. I just want to sit yeah. sit back and sit back mm -hmm. and sip my my Biden coronavirus vaccine and hang That's out. I hope I hope you're both right. I think you're both wrong. Just to throw in, but on the violence Perfect. thing, I just think I think it's I, I unfortunately, even though logically we are correct that Trump hasn't fixed it now, so why is he going to fix it when he gets reelected? People see violence. They see violence in these cities. They see violent 
and they think that it's the left that's causing the violence, right? It's the lefty protesters who are who are rioting and burning things down, and they don't want more lefties in charge because they think this is what lefties do. And I just, yeah, I worry that when violence happens and things, when people start worrying about their homes and their li- whatever livelihood, they get more conservative and they start to think Republican rather than Democrat, and that scares me a little. Well, all I'm saying is but, we are we believe in you know this podcast as well as as Democrats, we believe in facts, truth, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I'm just going to say to you, John, I'm looking at a lot of high-level polling, and it's yep. not saying that. Good. I mean, with Good. respect. No, I like no, but that's why I'm asking you. I'm saying my gut tells me to be afraid if the polls say otherwise. Good. I when we yeah. first started talking about this topic, I yeah. thought you were wrong. I came out and said, you know, yeah. because but my only reasoning that I could give you at that time right. why I thought my personal opinion that you that you were wrong on this was right. because you have a different situation in which Trump's the incumbent. But now I'm when I'm looking at polling and how people have reacted to the violence and who they've blamed for it, with the exception of people that are right. already very much in Trump's camp. Right. Now I'm not saying that couldn't change, Sean. Right. You know, maybe some what, big thing. Why are they blaming? Why are they blaming him? Meaning is it they is it later? They think I mean, you yeah. know, they hear his words. It's, you know, he's out no, there. That, he, but that's what I mean. Is it a more general, hey, he's in charge? For example, you guys were just saying he's in charge and the country's going to hell. I'm tired of all this stuff. Is it that or is it specifically he's stoking racial animosity? He's stoking racial animosity. Yeah. And oh, my God, what happened to that African-American man, Mr. Floyd? Oh, okay, okay, good. And and again, this was among seniors. I would be lying to you. Suburban voters, a lot of the suburbs have changed. You see inner ring suburbs, you know, in places like, like Bethesda or whatever. I can tell you right. New York and, and Cincinnati and D.C. ones and Philly because I've lived there. I don't know what they are in Chicago. You guys know. Inner ring suburbs, you know, like have massively transformed and become much more liberal, much more like cities and how people interact with each other. A lot of them have transportation. They don't they're not as car reliant. And, you know, a lot of things of that nature that have, that have changed the nature of them. But seniors, I'll be honest with you. You, that shocked me, and even right. seniors, even seniors support Black Lives Matter. That's and interesting. Think that That's interesting. So, again, yeah. I, I, I'll yeah. just say, as of right yeah, now, good. I'm speaking from that. I could be good. the only way that I, you know, you could end up being right on this, John, is that we're, that something's out there that I don't see, we don't see right now, right. that could flip that equation. Uh-huh. No, and yeah, no, good. I hope so. I mean, it's the violence I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the protest. The violence is no, I'm but not, I am too. Yeah. When, when yeah. violence has yeah. broken out, they yeah. ask these questions very plainly. Okay, good. Who do you blame more for the violence? And it was it wasn't close. It was it wow. was by fifteen twenty points. It was wow. Trump. Okay, so, good, good. You know, I, I mean, uh, you know, I'd have to get a poll to see it was more among some groups, less among yeah, yeah. others. Pointed, you know. All right, all right. As always, like I said, hope you're right because this, you know, I hope I'm right oh, too. God, this boy, this no, man. I am not. And, oh. and, and oh. Trump and his people do find a way to change that equation. Yeah, you know, oh. help all of us. Uh, I, I, again, I'd like to remind people. Out there, I know not everybody has the funds, but if you have five hundred thousand dollars, New Zealand will take you in, no questions asked. So, <laughs> Is that what it costs? I've done my research. No, they actually, they'll do a background check. That's a lot. So if you have if you pay New Zealand half a million dollars, they Oof. will take you. Oh God! Yeah, but who's got that? Yeah, I'm, right, just, that's I'm, the trying, you could, I'm trying to give people options here. I'm not. You saying, could you could ditch the wife and kids, sell like, the house. It, I think it's actually two hundred thousand in Portugal. Something okay, like it's getting that. better. It's oh, Portugal! I said, well, if you but if you're in Portugal, you're in the EU, you aren't the you? EU. So you can, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's my my, um, my wife saw something the other day. My my, Presby- my Presbyterian, you know, she's a lapsed Presbyterian the way I'm a lapsed Jew. But apparently, if any of your family members were killed by the Nazis, which some of mine were, mm-hmm. um, 
and, and you couldn't get and and you had family that had to leave Austria, which I did. Hmm. I'd have to look all this up and and you know prove it. You're, you're somebody Jewish, you can get Austrian citizenship. Well, that's so that might be the other way to go. And then I got EU citizenship, and then I'm just going to go live in the fucking Greek islands. Although kind of weird. Picture. But couldn't you see a lot of Jews going, I don't, it's almost like Germany offering, like, I don't think so. That was my response. I was Thanks, like, wait, but... Austria wants my family back? I don't know if I, yeah, I don't exactly. know if I like, trust I'd rather that. have money if I were Jewish. That than sounds like... a lot like, oh, I was going to make a crass joke, and I'm not going to. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, it's nice of them, but it's a little weird. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Let's just say that sounds like yeah. the nice things they'd say to try to get you to climb aboard a train. I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <okay>. <laughs> Forgive <laughs> me for not trusting. <laughs> All right. So now I think yeah. I've offended everybody. And, and All right. It's probably the first time. To, the one last thing I'll say while we're talking about there immigrants. We go. No, because I we have to end on a funny note. And we've I really been going yes. forever. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But on a funny note, and thank you, Rex. Oh. Rex, by the way. Of course. Yeah, awesome. no. If he had you selling anything, I would tell you to buy it, but I don't know of anything he's selling. So, uh, you yeah, know, no, books no, are, no, just, just myself. You can, you can try to just, you, yes. you all make him an yeah. offer. Guys, make him an offer. Yeah. Um, he'll, sit, you're, he'll sit in the corner. Yeah. I just, while we're talking about immigrants, I just want to say the one oh. thing that may have won over more people last night is that harrowing story of Kimberly Guilfoyle's <laughs> mom's immigration from Puerto Rico yeah. to America. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of my harrowing story of immigrating from Washington, D.C. to Cincinnati. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. New language. <laughs> Facts people are people look lives, so different. People look so different. Mm-hmm. different They're language. all like big and white here, you know, with large necks. Yeah. Unlike DC, it's They're extremely, like it's extremely racist of you to suggest that Puerto Rico is part of America. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Classic well, liberal. Somebody, move. Other people were saying they thought that she said it on purpose. They were like, for Trump's base, that's what they think and want to hear. Oh yeah, yeah those damn Puerto Ricans immigrating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Have, I mean, it's yeah. absolutely possible. But again. If you're just speaking uh, to his base, you're you're not changing. You're anything. not winning. Yep. All, <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're good. Hey, always All a right. pleasure. Great to talk to you. Glad we yep. fixed everything. Yeah, the world's <laughs> exactly. fixed. Yeah. Rex is, is a Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned in this podcast. One of the the few we keep inviting him back again and again, even when he hasn't done anything new, which you have to respect. I mean, he writes new columns, which are hilarious and awesome, but, you know, like, again... You, you don't yeah. have like uh, you don't have some new uh, you know a new new book or movie or yeah yeah I, I, you know, wrap it up TV girls I gotta all yeah right. I gotta get to work <laughs> all right bye Rex thanks for joining us all right y'all take care stay healthy thanks so much thank you. <laughs>